When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 219, How to Train Your Dragon 2. I want your limbs. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into to today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling. And I'm Chelsea Robson. So Chelsea, you've trained dogs before, right? Uh, yeah, I've, I have a dog and I try to train her <laughs> to do my best. <laughs> you've trained horses? Uh, yes, I have. Uh-huh. But have you ever trained dragons? I have not. And I have been wondering, how do you train a dragon? Luckily, you are in <laughs> luck because that is exactly what today's movie is all about. I mean, training a dog is one thing. We've all seen the videos where you can basically teach your dog to speak English through a series of buttons that they push, which those videos are fascinating. Definitely check them out. They're amazing. Chelsea is a big fan. I'm a big fan. And I keep looking at them and I'm like, I want my dog to speak to me because she's... <laughs> like super needy and I have no idea what she wants so that's why I'm like oh they're great training dragons is another beast for sure so <laughs> we actually have reviewed the original film how to train your dragon so you can check that out rotoscopers.com slash 38 one of my favorite titles of the podcast I must say how to train your dragonite so now we are finally diving into the sequel but before we do I have some house cleaning I have some very important announcement for everyone so cue the announcement music yay we want to make the podcast the best show possible for you guys and so we are going to be doing a survey the survey is open right now you can go to rotoscopers.com slash 2021 survey this is our annual listeners survey and the real reason that we're doing this is because we are listening to your feedback we get feedback through the DMs, through emails, through the reviews, and all of those things. And we really just want to make the show as good as possible for you guys and, and everything that you're looking for in an animation podcast. But also, you know, as we have grown, we do have ads on the show. And right now, they are kind of generic ads. And we know eh, they're not the best. And, and ads are... Ads are kind of everywhere, but it really does help keep the show going. Um, so that way we can keep bringing you this show weekly now, which is really, really exciting. But the better that we know who you are as the listeners and what you like and what you don't like, it gives us better data that we can go to advertisers to have some really cool products that we can recommend that would be way better than the Geico ad or the whatever, insert whatever generic 
national brand that uh, currently is playing. So ultimately by filling this out, it's going to lead to a better listening experience for you. So if you could take five minutes, go to rotoscopers.com slash 2021 survey. And then at the very end, we'll ask for your email address. Anyone who does that will be put in a drawing for a $50 shop Disney gift card. So we are animation addicts after all. And Disney is one of the families. So I thought that'd be a fun way to thank you guys for filling out the survey. So thank you so much in advance for doing that for us. I'm really excited to read your responses. We will be going through every single one of them. And of course your email address, we will not sell it to anyone. We will not disclose that to anyone that is strictly. So that way we can contact you if you are the winner. So thank you so much. And with that, and speaking of ads, we do want to talk about a product that we have talked about on the podcast since the very beginning, which is audible.com. I'm a huge fan of audible. I've basically been using it for over a decade at this point. And I know Chelsea has too. I have. I just had a great time on a little trip. I took to New York and while I was traveling from place to place, there was a lot of time that I was able to listen to a whole bunch of different books that I've had on my list that I just never really got to. So I got to listen to Jane Eyre, which I'd never read. And so I was like, I'm going to bring on the classics as well as the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. And I'm going back to an old favorite that I read at least or read or listen to at least every other year. Let me guess how to win friends and influence people. You are correct, ma'am. Yes, I know my Chelsea. I know my Chelsea. (laughs) And the good thing about Audible is that you own the book forever. So if you have a book that is a go-to, a favorite, this is the perfect way because whenever you are ready to revisit some of the classics, some of your favorites, it is always there, which I think is great. I use... From my local library, I do check out audiobooks on their digital library. And there's been some really, really good books that I've read. But, you know, if I don't read it within the two week period, uh, and there's other people waiting in line, which most likely there always is, poof, it's gone. And sometimes I have to wait six months to get back in queue if I didn't finish a book in time. And so that's what I actually really love about Audible is that it's mine forever. <laughs> mine. <laughs> my book. So if you use our link by going to rotoscopers.com slash audible, you will get one free book. So one book on us, go find your favorite book and download it. So that way you can have it forever too. So check it out. Go to rotoscopers.com slash audible. And with that, let's jump into the main film. It has been a really long time since we recorded our review on the first of this uh, series. So How to Train Your Dragon, Mm -hmm. the first, as you said, it was episode 38, which, you know, just between you and me and everybody who's listening, um, I have a really hard time going back in and listening to my audio during those early years because, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, we're so I was so bad. And I take full responsibility of that one. Totally bad. (laughs) You mean the audio as in like the audio quality? Yeah, or just the just... audio quality. No, the, the content oh. is great. 
I'm listening to this and yeah. I'm like, the content is actually quite good. It's funny. We got Mason on there. I mean, like the whole time is a great time, but it's like my inner thing because I've done all the audio editing for it and I've learned so much over the years. And to go back to like to the early ones, it's like, oh, shudder. <laughs> oh, I know. If only there was a way to just like hit the pretty button and just, oh my gosh, spiff it up and make it awesome. But that is for another day. That is a good one. Definitely go check that out because if you want a good laugh, anytime Mason is on board, takes it up a notch. For sure. No, it was, it is a good episode though. And like the first movie, so good. And it just really teed off this whole series. On the one hand, I'm, I'm really surprised that we've never done number two or three, but right. I'm also very happy that today we're starting and going to do number two. And then next week we'll be doing number three. So let's get some background information about this film before we get started. Of course, the studio is DreamWorks Animation. It was directed by Dean Dubois, which, uh, pardon my French, small dog word. <laughs> the release date was June 13th, 2014. Put a pin in that. We will be coming back to that date. The runtime, 102 minutes. The budget was $145 million, and it did stellar at the box office with $621.5 million. Yeah, like, not too bad. This was the second film in the franchise, and there is a third. And spoiler alert, we will be doing that on our next... Or should I spoil it yet? I already did. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I see. So going back to 2014, 2014, I have very, very strong, vivid memories about this film. Lots of the movies that came out in 2014, that was sort of one of the golden era of the rotoscopers for both the website, the podcast, the YouTube channel. We were just really, really tapped into everything that was happening. Um, and so I remember when the teaser image came out for this one, the posters and I, yeah. So this is definitely something that was very, very much. I remember even like the, we got the picture of hiccups mom, but we didn't quite know who this person was and all the speculation. It was just <laughs> a really good time to be an animation fan, fan back yeah. in 2014. They had some great films that came out in those years. I mean, first mm -hmm. off, I mean, we were really in on the whole frozen game, obviously, but you just had other great films that popped out. Yeah, so some other films that came out in 2014, The Box Trolls, Book of Life, Lego Movie, very, very, very top-notch stuff. That was a good year. Yeah. I I feel like, you know, since the pandemic and everything, it's just kind of like, oh, just give me anything. Just give me anything. <laughs> yes. I'll take whatever you got. <laughs> so let's talk about this film. What was your, your main, your first thoughts about this film or just watching it this time? What stood out to you? Every time I watch this movie, and I mean every single time, that the first scene where they hit the water and they're just flying over the, the water scene, the mm -hmm. animation is just still holds up so well. And it's just, oh, yeah, it's so good. You're, you're looking at it like, this is, this is epic. This is really cool. Yeah. And I'm so proud of them for the fact that, like I said, Every time over the years, and we're looking, you know, this is 2021 that we're recording this. So mm -hmm. this is a good amount of time that it's still being able to hold up. Yeah. You know, and when I was thinking about it, you know, How to Train Your Dragon, speaking of another year that was really great for animation, 2010, that's when Toy Story 3 came out, Despicable Me, the, the original How to Train Your Dragon came out, Tangled. There were just so, so many amazing films. And this movie in particular set a very high bar. Yeah. 
it's, it's near perfect. I just love the stories. I love the characters. I love everything about it. I love how it wraps up, how it comes full circle. Mm -hmm. And so the bar for the sequel obviously was very high. And what I really love about this film is that they don't do what some sequels do, which is kind of like a rehash reimagining of the original film and plot points in a way, but like done differently. For example, the Incredibles and the Incredibles two, it's kind of the same story, but one is Bob Parr's story. The other one's Mrs. Incredible's story. Um, they just kind of like flip places and it's just, it's not as exciting to watch the sequel. The first one's great, but the sequel is kind of like, I've seen this before. I don't feel that at all with how to train your dragon too. I think they go in a completely different direction Mm -hmm. with the story and where they're going. And it's, great for that reason because if we were to watch another film where they were just training dragons again (laughs) which there there is an element of like controlling dragons so it's a little bit different and they they definitely take a little spin and a little twist on that but i feel like it would have gotten old because they've going into my next point is they've aged up and this is one of the main things online in 2014 when we got that first still of hiccup and he was you know obviously a little older a little wiser a little hunkier (laughs) uh the fandom went crazy yeah everyone was so excited and so I love that we get to evolve with these characters. Just obviously they are growing up. It's not like some, some sequels and some, some films where they're just like static stasis. They're never aging. And with that, we explore new territories. And so, yeah. And so I I just really, really like that off the bat that we're getting something different here. Oh, for sure. That moment where you first see, he takes off his, well, oh no. Before I get into that, where he gets his like base jumping suit coming out and he's got this wing. So he so not only is Toothless the one that is flying, but, you know, Hiccup has he's decided that he wants to fly as well. So he's got all these wings and these these gliding maneuvers that he does. And it's just like dude knows how to make it happen. Like I, I, I really like it. And then he takes off his helmet. And I remember that being a, a like, Ooh, hiccup mm-hmm. is all grown up. <laughs> it was funny. And then the chemistry that they have between he and Astrid in that moment, when she comes to like, give him a hard time and just kind of like talk mm-hmm. to each other. And she's just like playing with his hair and just little things that it's like, wow this was so well mapped out and so well planned and just felt so natural i was yeah, so they impressed. did a really good job with their relationship uh, and just making it feel real but not forced mm-hmm. like yeah this is this is something that's just grown over time and you can see that they're really comfortable with each other they're older uh you know there's kind of a quote where he's like that's my future daughter-in-law i'm like wow are they engaged right. i was under the impression they were engaged but i mean there's not hey, many yeah put that options. stake in the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you going gonna go back for a tough to- nut I mean, come on <laughs> yeah, good points good points yeah he, re- he really did uh strike the only well everyone's great. Okay. We will talk about tough net, but going back to kind of, you know, one thing that I, I really love is the full circle element of the first film. Like this is Burke, blah, blah, blah. We have dragon. I can't, can't insert weird voice here, you know? Um, and then they do that at the end of the film. Like this is Burke. We got And but with this, they do it again. And, um, it's just enough of familiarity it's just enough of the same to make you familiar, to reintroduce you mm-hmm. to the world. 
but then that's kind of where it departs. And I like that. And we do come back full circle at the end. So I'm like, okay, this is something that we we're doing here. It's yeah. a little tradition of ours. Admittedly, I've not seen the third one. So I'm interested to see if, you know, they continue that for the third or if they go in a completely different direction. But I loved that. I thought that was great. It kind of tied back into the first film showed, Hey, here's how we've evolved. And, uh, here's how we've grown since then. It's the same Burke, but it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We race dragons. <laughs> We're racing dragons. And, um, yeah, he's, it, the entire town has changed. It's gone from being, we are completely against and at odds with the dragons to now we're best friends. We've got a new group yeah. of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of could tell that this is definitely going to move into the um, mode of we were raising Hiccup in order to be the next chieftain. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got big shoes to fill. And um, I, you know, it has watching this movie, I was also really impressed at how well they were able to help uh, his dad, uh, Stoic, just become, like, just kind of grow in so many different ways and change in to be completely different from how he was and how his relationship was with Hiccup in the beginning of the first movie. And I remember I listened to our episode today and uh for the episode 38 and we were talking a lot about that just how it was just so sad because it's like they never really had anything to talk about but now it's like you know part of his training is how do we help the people build saddles you know for these dragons mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's a completely yeah. different world and hiccup is really feeling like he's got this whole peacemaker and you know being mr uh i know how to strike a bargain and and make everybody happy like going for him and um so you can they do a good job of building that up too and making it uh just so sad as the movie goes on yeah yeah let's talk about that because i think that's really kind of the big thing that stands out for me when i think about this film the very first thing that i think of is oh yeah the dad dies (laughs) stoic the vast is no more and it's it's interesting so i guess we can't talk about him without talking about the mother, Kate Blanchett's character, ah, yes. which is Valka, Stoic's wife. So this is really interesting. It's She's very much like a Jane Goodall where she has chosen a life living with the creatures. And she, in a way, kind of becomes one of them. She gives a quote where she's talking about like, oh, we're doing this for our, our kind. We're doing this. And, and she's almost referring to herself as a dragon. And uh-huh. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of weird. But that's, I guess, what happens when you have uh, been living by yourself with dragons for 15 plus years. So understandable. And I kind of just expected her from the very beginning like I, she, they're, they're really planting those seeds and they make it obvious that she likes it here. Yeah. Um, you know, she has a son and she's really excited to meet him again. And her son comes back and she thinks it's great. And Hey, we both ride dragons. It's amazing. Look at this cool thing that we're bonding over. But to me, it seems her loyalty is always to the dragons and uh-huh. as a son, that's like really kind of disappointing. Cause he thinks he's getting his mom back, but um, she's not willing to give up the dragons in, uh, he has dragons, but she needs to live with the dragons, you know, isolated. And, and so when stoic comes back, well, she's trying to bring him over like, Oh, you just, just come with me. I I don't want to go right, back there. Right. Cause you know, yes. they're different. They won't understand. No one ever changes. I'm staying away. 
You yeah, can she doesn't me. believe what he's trying to tell her. Yeah. Yeah. So when Stoic comes back, you know, he is so excited. He's found his long lost love. They're going to bring her back and, and, you know, her cooking is horrible, but it doesn't matter. And, uh, you can tell immediately there's like kind of this rift and it's like, Oh, how is this going to work? She's like, Oh, sorry. I, I meant to come back. And you just, in that moment, you kind of feel sad for both of them. You can see that she is kind of, she loves him. You know, there's that moment where they kiss and it feels real. It doesn't feel like they're still married. They're still husband and wife. But like, after, you know, after that much time, you would kind of be like, like, I know we're married, but I'm like not into this anymore. You can tell she's in love with him and she yeah. likes him. And, and like, that is real. And in him even more, the way that he talks about her, like bringing her back. But it just, to me, like never felt that that was ever going to happen, which I think is good job on the screenplay and the writing because we're supposed to show kind of that dichotomy and this, these different attitudes towards dragons and living with dragons and living with the people and hiccup is really naive. That's one thing I noticed is that he just, he's still really young in this movie. Yeah. They aged him up, but he, I mean, what do you think? He's, he he was probably like 14 in the first one. So now he's probably Mm -hmm. like 16, 16 to 18. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's still like a teenager to me. And, and, and it's good. He's, there's certain moments where he's giving little, uh, monologues, you mm-hmm. know, motivating everyone, but it still kind of feels like, Oh, you're, you're trying to be a leader. This is cute. Yeah. yeah. Good job. But you're not quite there yet. Yeah. You'll, you'll be a chief one day. It's like, not that it's forced, but maybe it kind of felt forced to me. I don't know if I felt that way, but it was like, Oh, Way to go, Hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> but he just seems a little bit young in, in his attitude. He's kind of like wide-eyed, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, seeing his parents back together. You know, every kid wants that, oh, right? Gosh, yeah. And yeah, and, and then we have to talk about Stoic and ultimately him leaving us. Oh, gosh. That's the other part with Stoic is when he sees her again, instead of it becoming this thing uh, of like a rift, it's like he's just like straight grateful to see her and is just very much in love with her. And like he, d- he does a really great job of like, Hey, hiccup, you're like, calm down. It's going to take a minute. We got to do this right. Mm-hmm. And like, he's, he's so much different than he was in the first movie. In the first movie, he, oh, yeah. he's just doesn't have a lot of like spatial recognition to like other people. And in this one, he's <laughs> like, okay, everybody's got their own thing. We got to make this figured out. Like, we got to be the selfless one, you know, so he just seems very different. But at the same time, it seems like you accept it as is because it's like, oh, OK, this is the relationship now because time has passed. And mm-hmm. so when he actually goes up and he's with Alka and then he convinces her to come home and then it's going to be a big, happy family. And of course, you have to rip everything away from our main hero in order for him to mm. come back and build up better at the end and to be able to to take those steps to grow himself as opposed to leaning on others but of course in you know true animated movie fashion that means we've got to kill one of your parents <laughs> sorry choose one oh. can't have both, <laughs> can't have both. <laughs> you can have a mom you can have a dad very 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 rarely can you have two okay and if yeah. you do have two very quickly one's going to pass. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a bummer that we have to lose him because he's so good, but it does create a lot more tension and realness to the situation that it's not like, Oh, everything's hunky dory. Um, 
Yeah. It's really weird though because you don't really need her. Like you see her and she's there and you're glad. But, and I guess maybe that's why they had her instead of the dad because it yeah. gives Hiccup that opportunity to step up and, and be that person. Um, but yeah, it's through the whole, the rest of the movie, like she's there really as just a kind of a plot point to explain how the alpha is with everybody and just to explain but that like, how situation. Did you get a hold of this thing? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the alpha. So the alpha is like a type of dragon called the the wildebeest. And it's just like this ancient thing. Uh-huh. You know, of course, there's this yin and yang. There's like the good one and the bad right. one. You know, one with the good girl, one with the bad guy. And they ultimately clash and hers, her bewilderbeast, dies. I'm like, ugh again <laughs> with the death this makes me so sad how yeah. old is this guy thousands upon thousands yeah. of years um so the, you know then I, I i did like the element of the alpha it was interesting um and this is where we get back where we're going to okay how to train your dragon this is another way that you can train dragons and so we have hiccups way which is with kindness being their friend he, he many times he says like they are such get gentle kind creatures and um, and then they're showing like you're missing a leg. He's missing a limb. <laughs> this person has died. I'm like, but are they <laughs> right? I know you really like, really want to believe that. It's like when I was a kid, I had the best cat and my cat patch was the sweetest thing. She always was just the most perfect cat. And then after yeah. 12 years, she died and we ended up, we're, we were gifted another cat and this cat was mm. like, it was so pretty and it was just a kitten. And it was, I, <laughs> I tell you, this was Gato Diablo. Like this is the yin and yang of the cat world of like, I had the perfect cat before. And then my whole idea of cats was ruined by this Gato Diablo because he would come out of like corners and like attack you as you were walking by. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, I hate this right. cat. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you just have like, maybe they just, you know, some cats are good and some cats are bad. Some some dragons are like, hey, can be trained, and others are like, nope, we're not. I gonna. want your limbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm gonna attack you out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, that's that's my background. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then we have Drago, and he has this other way that he believes in controlling training dragons, which is, you know, not so much of love and more control, total control. Yeah. Another thing with, you know, the dragons is Toothless is the star of the show. Yeah. Toothless is the super rare. Everyone knows what type of dragon he is. They're awed by him. Um, he's super smart, super fast, super amazing, very powerful. Um, ultimately, at the end, becomes the alpha, right. which is incredible despite his size. But at the same time, I feel like they use him too much as a comedic character for comic relief. Uh -huh. um, he's, he's supposed to be ridiculously smart, but then a lot of times they just kind of like make him speaking of cats, like act like a silly cat with, you know, there was like a piece of fire flame flying in the air and he's like batting it away like a cat would. And I'm like, <laughs> he's supposed to be so intelligent. Like I just, I'm not buying that this is how he's acting. Uh, and maybe I'm like looking way, way, way too into <laughs> it, but I'm like, mm. and, and he was like fun and goofy, uh, in the, in the original one, but I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 
they did have to play a line because there was a moment when the mom was like, oh, and she's he's the same age as you. No wonder you guys get along. So it's like you kind of get that they're both young. They're both learning. And so they're both taking the same like track of both of them are going to be the leaders of their prospective species uh, in that, mm-hmm. those areas. And so they have to take, the, you know, they both have to grow up in those ways. Um, so I, I can see that. And... Yeah, when they bring in Drago, he's just such an interesting character because he's got this big dragon scale cape so that fire doesn't bother him. I thought it was so cool. I loved just that imagery. Yeah, and he was probably of of the two of the between number two and number three. I think Drago is the better villain, but we will get to mm-hmm. number three later. And Drago, he has. Like this way of like sub submission. I'm going to swing my little cane around and like make a noise and be the alpha myself. Um, so he's got an interesting way of doing it. When he when Stoic is telling Hiccup about him, he's like, "Oh no, there's no talking to this man." And what's funny is like both Stoic and his mother separately have told him, um, "There's no talking to Drago." <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> And yeah. like you obviously don't have not met this man, uh, but he's talking about okay. He comes in and Drago's like I am calls himself the man of the people, and I'm thinking what people? <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you later on you do see his armies of people that are along with him, but it's like why would anybody go along with this psychopath? Like, and I guess it's just because. They are also looking at other people who are following power and the fact that he's... That's what great communists do. They like to true. They like to spin the term and say we're of the people. Yes, you that's know, the... true. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is... yeah, and and that's, that's the semantics that they like to play. So yeah, he was just doing what classic communists, <laughs> people who want to control, have dominion over other people. Absolutely. He's following... He's there totally... Doing the communist playbook right here. Man of the people. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) It's so funny when you look at the two. uh, Obviously, you're you're looking at one side where you have dictatorships that are dark and gray and gloomy. And you have like freedom and free enterprise, you know. And it's like all colorful and happy and everything. It's like the total opposites of what like the spin is. Oh, yeah. And we see that in in the movie. Yeah. You know, we see... Burke, pretty happy. Freedom. Hey, there we got a saddle maker. We got this. We got racing. Awesome. People are getting engaged, but are they engaged? <laughs> yes. Lots of good things happening, right? Uh, and then we see uh Drago and what life has brought. And like, oof. Just not not feeling that. No bueno. But anyways, yeah, I think he was a pretty good villain. You know, he at the very end he just sort of like rides away with his uh bewilder beast. And so mm-hmm. kind of makes me wonder if he's gonna come back. But based on what you said, I don't think he's coming back. He doesn't come but back. But I thought it was kind of lame that it, he didn't. The he didn't die. Um, the dragon wasn't necessarily defeated. I'm not saying I want to see anyone be killed, uh, but that's what happens in these movies. I know, mean, they killed off the they of killed off the dad. Come on now. I mean, well, they killed off the dad and they killed off the good, you know, bewildered beast Alpha. So yeah. They, why yeah so um, here we are attribution was definitely (laughs) in order (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's not like they're against killing people off like they've they've done this already so Um, yeah i guess it's just only the ones that make your heart tingle of like oh no (laughs) 
I love the moment with the baby dragons. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, he's taking all the dragons. Where are we going to go? And then they are riding these just like hilarious little baby dragons that are still struggling to fly and they're flopping all over the place. And they're like, they don't, they're babies. They don't listen to anyone. Like, <laughs> nice. I thought that was a funny little gag. Yeah. And they're just like, I can't handle this. Flying all over. I like that part so, too. So speaking of, you know, those characters, I absolutely love these characters. You know, his group of friends, uh-huh. if you will. Um, I love Tough Nut and Rough Nut, but I love Rough Nut even more. She's the, you know, of the twins. She's the girl. And she's played by Kristen Wiig. She's, you know, a side character. Doesn't really have much going on, but she really falls for Eret, who is the the dragon trapper. And she has the funniest line she is so thirsty for this guy (laughs) i am just cracking up like i love the moment where they shoot the net and she's like take me (laughs) oh i laughed so so hard it's like such a good moment (laughs) yeah this was definitely her movie as far as between the twins Mm -hmm. so you have tj miller and Kristen wig voicing these two characters and then the first one they have you kind of have a an equal batting of both of them coming up and yeah. then the second one it's all her and then yeah. as we go on in the next one you'll see it's mostly him though interesting cool they changed the voice actor which i was like wait what but yeah anyway. it seems like i was looking and i was just doing some research it seems like tj miller was the only person who really didn't come back um i well, he got too big, too popular <laughs> after Big Hero 6. I guess. like, see you later, guys. Bummer. Peace and out. is it obvious? It's not super obvious. I didn't notice it the first time I watched number three, but this oh, time okay. I did. I was like, wait a second. That's not T.J. Miller. Cause, and mostly because I watched <laughs> them back to back. Um, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. would have watched it separately, I wouldn't have noticed. But gotcha. Anyway, like uh, Eric Erickson, you know, the Americanized version of his name is Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> So, Eret, son of Eret. Eret, son Ooh, of Eret. Speaking so of, handsome. that reminds me, uh, there's this, t- this is total tangent time. Insert music cue here. Tangent time, tangent time, tangent time, tangent time. Never need a reason, never need a rhyme. Here we go, it's tangent time. Never need a reason, never need a rhyme. Here we go, it's tangent time. There is a show on Netflix. It's called The Last Kingdom. And it's about Vikings. Uh, it's it's loosely based on history of, of different Vikings who took over different parts of England. And they kind of like worked with the King of England at the time. This is like in the 800 BC. And uh, there's Uhtred, son of Uhtred. And he is the main <laughs> character. So when you said Eret, son of Eret, like, ah, uh, Uhtred, my heart. Oh, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter. Highly, highly recommend. There's four seasons. A fifth is currently, you know, filming. So good. Uh, I love I love my Uhtred Viking. All right, I'll I'll keep that in yep. mind. I am I'm thirsty just like just like Rufnet is. <laughs> That's funny. So we're we're talking about this moment, you know, the pivotal moment where Stoic the Vast dies, and mm-hmm. the fact that it is a moment where I always want to say Hiccup and and Toothless and like switch them just because they're both weird <laughs> <Yeah>. names. <laughs> so right. Anyway, so. The moment where you have Toothless, who is taken over, you know, he can't, he's not in himself and he's being controlled by the Alpha. And then he is the one that he's actually about to kill Hiccup, but then is saved 
by Stoke the Vast. And so now Hiccup has this thing where he knows that his best friend, his dog, for lack of a better term, um, has now killed his dad. And it's just like, oh, right. The, ah, the horror. Oh, my gosh. And then it's just like you just killed off your the dad who'd gotten so good after this whole thing. And and now just in such a terrible way. But once again, in story writing, you do have to take away everything from the main hero in order for them to overcome that and bring it all back. Um, but, man, did we really have to? <laughs> That's all I think right. about. I know. I know. He was the best. I love him. You know, so I want to talk about Astrid. So okay. Astrid is there. She's around the, you know, the dragon gang has like a minor, you know, a subplot where they have to go and, and find Eric to take them to Drago. Right. So they do have a plot, but I kind of felt that they kind of just were kind of like a, an amorphous blob. Yeah. Like all the different characters kind of one didn't really stand out. Like one one really didn't stand out more than the other. A little bit Astrid is kind of like the leader of that gang. Yeah. Um, but I, we really didn't get a lot of, of Astrid in this one. I felt like even, even though she was there and she was very prominent at the very end when she gets back with Hiccup and they, they do that very passionate kiss. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> you were in this. Um, you know, and they, they were kind of on their own tracks and doing their own things and they come together at the very end for that big battle. But even then they didn't really like work together or, or do a lot together. So it seems like, oh, wow, they had these amazing adventures and they come together at the end and it just didn't feel like they were kind of in the same movie. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Cause she in a was... weird way, like mm -hmm. it just kind of felt like she did her thing. He did his thing. Oh, and we're kissing again. Great. And I, I would have liked to have seen them. Which I guess we see them in the first movie working together yeah. a lot more closely. Um, so I, maybe that maybe that break is is good because it really does allow Hiccup to do his own thing, be with his mom and have time with his family without like, hey, mom, I haven't seen in 15 years. Oh, by the way, I have a girlfriend. Hey. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I think with Astrid, she she's such a powerful like personality that you do kind of have to separate her off a little bit in order for hiccup to, you know, come into him, his own, because otherwise mm -hmm. I feel like her type a personality would just like kind of overshadow him in certain areas. Yeah. Um, even though she knows like that he is going to be the chief. And so she does, I feel like she does give him enough space to like, sh to kind of take on that role. But uh, yeah, I, I, I do see what you're saying as far as like, they basically separated him off and had mm -hmm. them do their own thing. And she was, you know, you see how she is kind of the one who started the whole mess of getting Drago wanting to come to their, uh, their Burke anyway, because she was like, oh yes, he's the dragon master. Like she's trying to, to throw up all this like wow and pizzazz to make sure that he is, feels more like afraid of of hurting them in some way but in the end it actually just gives him even more of a desire to go and destroy her place so she's like mm -hmm. it's kind of like her fault <laughs> that yeah this whole thing kind of moved as fast as it kind of did but um because otherwise he never would have had the desire to be like oh the dragon master and i'm gonna take this this one right. dragon because he's the He's the main one, you know, the, the night fury is the, the leader of the pack, you know? So he kind of like had a 
she painted she's the one that painted the target on her back so it's like uh sorry <laughs> right at the very end he kind of becomes the anointed new chief now that stoic is gone um so you know we we talked about the order of secession in a previous podcast but yeah so this is definitely kind of like a tribal primogenitor where it is passed from like father to son or firstborn mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was interesting. It seemed like there's a lot of very capable Vikings mm -hmm. that definitely could uh, handle the job. But what movie would that, how fun would that <laughs> right. be for a movie? And we know we're doing a third one of these. So we gotta, <laughs> gotta keep our main character with something to do, something else. You know, he's going to stroke. Let me guess. Let me, let me try to predict. I literally know nothing about the third movie. Well, okay. So I know that there's like the white, the girl version of Toothless. Okay. okay. But I think Hiccup's problem that he's going to have is the weight and the responsibility of being chief. Sort of like, um, what is this? Is, is this one of the Aladdin sequels where it's like <laughs> Aladdin's kind of like feeling like boxed in by being I'm gonna you know, have to royal? Be Sultan? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's in the first movie. Yeah, he's just like, this is this is too much. I can't handle it. Um, so I think something's like that. Like, hey, this is Burke. We had dragons, and then it's gonna show some like daily chief stuff. And there's probably gonna be like a lot going on. It's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be doing a great job, but it's really overwhelming. And insert something that happens that causes him and Hiccup, or sorry, yes, the interchangeable names, which causes him and Toothless to go away to one of these little island things and they're going to meet the white night fury what are these called yeah night fury yeah okay i'm like wait is that some other something else yep that's my prediction um and so for and then just to wrap it up yeah bad guy's gonna happen probably gonna have, have some like weird breakup with astrid at the very beginning uh in somewhere <laughs> in the first act you know they're gonna be mad at each other but don't worry they're like come together at the end potentially there will be a wedding but i just don't really feel that the how to train your dragon series is like wedding material but i i would be pleasantly surprised if she ends up in a white dress at the end well we shall see i will not spoil yeah, this yeah. for you i i really don't think they're gonna get married though We've, we will definitely see how this all turns out. I just watched it, so. And there's going to be babies <laughs> at the very end of it. They're going to do, like, the Lady and the Tramp thing. You know, the two Night Furies are going to get together. Hiccup and... <laughs> Hiccup. For, his name is Hiccup from here on out, okay? <laughs> uh, toothless and Girl Toothless. And at the end, they're going to have the Lady and the Tramp, you know, babies. Some are going to be white. Some are going to be, you know, gray-black. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Well, Okay. <laughs> Well, let's come to the end of this movie. So the end of this movie is, I feel like it, it, it is probably one of the best endings that you could do with this movie. And mm -hmm. I felt like it really helped to see both Hiccup and Toothless kind of come more into their own, take up those mantles. And, you know, you, you get the whole like Toothless is now glowing. So, you know. He glows. Uh -huh. <laughs> Gets an extra oh, yeah. power pack. Um, <laughs> I I like it. I like how it all ends. And then it ends with his same hiccup voice being all excited about everything. We've got hiccup dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really like this movie. And I felt like as far as a leveling up, they did an excellent job leveling up from the first one to the second one. So okay. I was very proud of them for how it all worked out. Yeah, I, I think overall this movie's enjoyable. It's fun. Um, so let's just go into our reviews. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So 
I'm going to rate this movie four stars. I think it's very, very good. I had a great time. I like that they, it's, this can almost be a standalone movie. They start, they introduce the conflict. You understand what is Burke? We got dragons. Okay, great. And off we go. We know Hiccup. We understand his relationship with his dad. Valka's introduced, bad guys introduced, uh, tension, losing the dad. We feel it. It feels real. It's, it's a very sad, hard moment when we lose Stoic the Vast. And I just thought that I wasn't really bored during this movie. I enjoyed myself as I was watching it. And it made me excited for this franchise. It actually made me want to go back and rewatch the first one because the first one is just so, so good. Mm -hmm. But simultaneously, I'm really excited to now go and watch the third one for our next episode. So sometimes we pick a movie and um, I'm not so excited, but this did a really great job of teeing off. And so a great you know, second part to the trilogy, four stars. I'm also going to give this four stars. I'm actually even teetering on four and a half mm. because I just felt like every key point that they needed to hit, they hit. And I, the animation is something that I always remember. The music does a great job and the characters themselves have a lot of growth and just mm -hmm. uh, each, even the secondary characters add a lot more fun to it you know the as we were talking about the rough right. nut with the Eret, son of Eret, and even the other the other guys who are trying to win over rough nut even though she's just because she is literally the only girl on this island <laughs> and so yep. they have to like figure this out um yeah so i and even you know the rough nut to tough nut they're a little back and forth you know uh the fact that they hate each other and they're twins it's just kind of funny so I, I felt like they did a really great job in this one. And I think I'm, I, I think I am going to go for four and a half stars. Good job. DreamWorks. Nice. Whoop, whoop. Yay. So we want to know what you rate this movie. Be sure to go to our Instagram post for this episode and give us your reviews there. All right, Chelsea. So normally we switch off between a nerdy couch discussion and the main event or a review podcast, but Last week, you, the last few episodes, we did two Nerdy Couch discussions back to back. So to make up for that, we are going to give you two main review episodes back to back. So get ready, hop on your dragons, because next episode, we are going to be reviewing How to Train Your Dragon 3. And I am so pumped. I'm so excited. I'm really interested to see how my predictions fare. <laughs> All right. I'll say you have some things good and some things not. Some things totally left. Like, <laughs> there are things that you nailed quite a bit, and then there are other things that you got way wrong. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. This is just, this is just a great testament to how good this franchise is yeah and uh, i mean the third one i have not seen so i'm leaving my final thoughts for that but i just love myself a good trilogy yeah and they've really done a great job with number one and number two so here we go i'm going to go ahead and read one of our five star reviews uh, we had some time where we were off for a while and so uh it's been fun to kind of go back and read some of the old five star reviews that we never got to before so this one is from dr fun times and Ooh. he says they live again 
question mark (laughs) five stars i have an on again off again relationship with animation review shows this is an easy one to go back to regardless of whether you agree with the reviews or reasoning behind why they like or dislike something there is a genuine enthusiasm and affection for animation that comes through the host discussion it's like eavesdropping on your weird friends i'm glad they're back it's a great time to love animation. Oh, I'm so glad we're your weird group of friends. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dr. Fun Times, from one weird friend to another. Thank you for your five-star review. Thank you so much to anyone who has left us a five-star review. It is the simplest, easiest, best way to support the show. Our goal is to get to 500 reviews. So if you haven't left one yet, it's super easy. Just click on your podcast app and give us a little five-star ching-ching. And until our next episode, How to Train Your Dragon 3, I am super pumped for it. Once we get done hitting record, I'm actually going to go watch it right now. That's how excited I am to check out this movie. So until next time... We are the Rotoscopers. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, why are you smiling? Works out for me. Okay. Uh, I just, I had a thought and then I'll say it during the podcast. Okay. (laughs) So, Chelsea. Yes. uh, Hold on. How do I want to do this? Should have thought of something like cool. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's let's jump on our wait mm. <laughs> all right on our saddle and let's fly away <laughs> <laughs> let's sit back in your saddle and head on off onto the into the horizon everyone <laughs> oh that's a lame <laughs> good oh, blooper though <laughs> I, i'll tell you when it's lame it's lame <laughs> good bloopers though you know <laughs> Yes, for the bloopers. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So this... So with that... Okay. So with that, let's just say... So with that, let's hop on your saddle and ride like the wind, toothless. Also kind of a lame. Also kind of lame. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think I'll just stick with my my first one. (laughs) Okay. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening.